You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Sal Capaccio, Matt Bove here with Eric Wood, former Bills center, a guy who snapped the ball to Ryan Fitzpatrick. So beloved in Buffalo, Eric, and he announced his retirement. I know you're one of his good buddies. There's so many stories to share, but did you know? Did you know he was going to retire? You are a very good friend of his. How did you find out? When did you know? Yeah, I've, I've known for a couple months now. And honestly, we had discussions about, hey, if I am going to hang it up, what do you suggest next? A lot of what, the work I've done, a lot with my podcast has been on transition. And so um, I'm someone he confided in. I kept it a secret. I didn't want to tell anybody, you know, it, it's, it's one of those deals where I'd say, okay, so you're, you're done, done. And he's like, well, 98%. I'm like, well, that's, that's not done, done. So let's, you know, let's wait and don't necessarily tell anybody and all that. But that being said um, for the last, and he, he mentioned this in some media appearances after the 2015 or 2016 jet season, he contemplated retirement that year. And he said, you know, I kind of lost the love of the game at that point. I didn't play very well. I was miserable in the Jets organization at the time. He got back that love of the game over the next few years. And what we would always talk about in the offseason, he's like, look, it was different. It's different if it's me and Liza making the decision. But my oldest two boys, they love the fact that I play pro football and they're not against moving again. It's just what they've always known. So he's like, when Brady and Tater saying, no, dad, let's do it one more time. We're having so much fun. He's like, then it becomes even harder. But we started talking a lot about this, you know, around the time of the injury as the season went on. I was constantly checking on him with the hip. I was hoping he could come back from that. Right. You know, I, I told the story about how Washington was the first team to fly him up private for a team visit. And when they called Fitz originally, they said, hey, you know, what time do you want to leave? He told him about what time he could make it work. And he said, you know, if I could just get priority boarding, he was going out of Tampa. So a lot of Southwest flights, he said, if you could just give me priority boarding, that's fine. And they're like, no, 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 you're going to the private airfield. And he's like, for the first time, I feel like a legitimate quarterback in an organization is bringing me in to be the starter. They don't have plans to draft someone immediately. Like this could be my squad with the number one defense in the NFL in 2020. And to see that come crashing down 13 plays in the season last year was a heartbreaker for me, obviously a heartbreaker for him. I remember calling the game for the Bills and we're kind of watching during TV timeouts and me and Sal are talking about it. And Murph's got to kind of clear his head. He's got to do play by play. Me and Sal have a majority of the conversations, especially on some around the league talk. Mm-hmm. And when Fitz was able to walk off the field, but not come back in the game, I knew something was wrong because that dude will play through anything. And if he got carted off then you know, I was thinking maybe ankle knee, you could come back from something like that. The fact that he walked off, I just, I just thought, man, something's really wrong here. So as he continued to, you know, like rehab and contemplate what his future meant, I did see him in an interview with Trey Wingo talk about how 
He didn't want to be coming back to Buffalo because he loves watching Josh Allen so much, but having the relationship you have with him and then obviously having the relationship with the organization, was that something that was like thrown around for a little bit? Was that something that was actually real? Because I know a lot of fans were gung ho on like, Oh, bring back Fitz, let him get a chance at winning a Super Bowl, And he can just kind of watch from the side and continue to let Josh develop. It seems like that was kind of legit. There may have been some legitimacy there. I try to stay out. Like, I don't even like asking Fitz questions about team-specific stuff. I will say he would love to come back to Buffalo. And, he, I mean, Fitz would do anything to go back and live in Lakeview for another (laughs) season and get back around all of his boys. But um, at at this point, Fitz wanted to compete. Like, if he was going to sit around and be a backup and just hold a clipboard, he's such a competitor – in his mind, I believe he just figured, man, I'd rather just go spend time with my family if I'm not out on the field competing each and every week. How cool would it be if he um, were to come back and sign a one-day contract? I know people want it to happen. He said he's, you know, he's open to it, I think, in some way, shape, or form. And Brandon Bean even said that they wouldn't close the door on something like that. So I hate to break people's hearts, but I don't believe that's going to happen. I've, I've played middleman for that negotiation. He was extremely extremely honored that the Bills felt that way, but he has so many special relationships with so many other organizations. He didn't want to slight anyone else. And look, that's not a slight to the Bills either. He was Mm -hmm. the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins, a bitter division rival. And he said the Bills had the best fan Ah. base in the NFL. (laughs) So that's not a slight on the Bills either. And he constantly talks about how special Buffalo was to him, but I don't believe he's going to come back and sign a one. So you're, I just want to be clear here. If, if it doesn't happen, it's not because the bills don't want it to happen. Correct. Okay. Just want to make sure on that because I know there's been talk and the fans would like it. Go ahead, Matt. Eric, when Ryan first announced his retirement, Sal and I, we had a podcast come out, I believe the next day, and we were going through some of our favorite memories and Sal brought up the roast, the WGR roast. I brought up, because this was like pre me being in the media, I brought up those two weeks at the beginning of the 2011 season, the Raiders game, and I brought up the Patriots game because those are you know unbelievable. And I know you've probably had a lot of time to reflect on this since he announced his retirement, but do you have a favorite Fitz memory, whether that's on or off the field? And I do probably have to say a favorite Fitz memory that you can share. Yeah, (laughs) it's funny because I'll always reference like all this childish humor off the field, but nothing's ever inappropriate with Fitz. You know, he's married with seven kids. And so (laughs) we would like at one time we were talking about, yeah. And then we got wings and you know, all the shenanigans. And I was like, well, the shenanigans where we were playing pool at dandelions, drinking (laughs) pitchers of beer, like the shenanigans that might not be what uh, most NFL fans think the shenanigans were amongst our group. But I I did, we, we rattled off a lot of them on the podcast I just did with Fitz on my podcast what's next with Eric Wood and I told him I said I feel like I'm prepping for a best man speech where you have so much material on your best friend but you've got to fit it all in in a timely fashion um oh god I'm uh as I look down the last on this list I'm (laughs) laughing to myself again one time we were at the chop house for a big uh, foundation dinner. There's probably 40 of us and Eric Pierce had a newborn. Well, Fitz is just a child. And um, so we're throwing dinner rolls at people and trying to hit them, but then we're acting like it wasn't us. And Fitz hit Eric Pierce newborn with a buttered dinner roll. So the baby's got butter on his face and uh, Pierce's wife is obviously just kicked off. 
Pierce laughed about it, but he hit Pierce child with a dinner <laughs> roll. Um, for my bachelor party in Vegas, Fitz couldn't get a good enough flight. He couldn't get a flight that worked well for him and his three buddies that I invited because I was buddies with them eventually too. And so they drove the RV from Arizona to Vegas and they thought it was going to be like three or four hours, but whoever was driving the, they hired someone to drive the RV that was driving it obnoxiously slow. So they drank beer for seven and a half hours before getting to my bachelor party. And so oh my God. for himself, he pretty much ruined the first time. I'm like, well, thanks for coming Fitz. And then another off the field story in whenever the Super Bowl was in Arizona, the last time around waste management and all that, me and Fitz assembled two, we called them Ryder Cup teams, but it wasn't a specific Ryder Cup event. So we each had to have bring three guests, all in matching uniforms. The first format was two-man scrambles. So we played as an eight-some with a car girl dedicated to our group. You could take a mulligan anytime you wanted, but she had to come over and pour you a shot of fireball. Not like, oh, wow. I'm going to do a fireball shot, you know, and you just swig the bottle a touch, or you do it after the shot. You could take a mulligan anytime you wanted. Me and Kyle Rudolph won that day of the event, 18 holes. But on the front nine, we took seven mulligans apiece. So we went, <laughs> but we did end up winning. That's wow. incredible. The buttered roll story is an elite, <laughs> an elite story. That's amazing. That is amazing. And you know, then, go ahead. And then I'll tease this one, and you got to go to my podcast. All right. It. It's a little bit longer of a story, but on the topic of golf, me and Fitz went to the 2018 masters together and Fitz had a fart hurt around the world, but just because I'm so much bigger, he blamed it on me. Like 16th green crunch time Sunday, second last group of the day. Everyone's chasing Patrick Reed dead silent. I mean, I, I go into a lot more detail on the podcast, but I mean, that's just Fitz. I mean, he's an absolute riot. What's next it, with Eric Wood? That's the podcast. So everybody knows you got to go listen to this. Yeah, for sure. Eric, was it instant? Like from the minute you guys became teammates, you're like, all right, this is going to be my guy. He's going to be my boy. Or did it just kind of continue to like, obviously it developed over the years as you became better friends. But was it like this guy came right away and everybody loved him? <laughs> yes and no. So when he came in, he was Trent Edwards backup mm -hmm. and Trent was the guy. And so Fitz, Trent Edwards got hurt in 2008. But the Bills were, what, five and one at the time? Something mm -hmm. like that. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Trent got hurt in Arizona. That's right. Yeah. So when Trent came back for the following season, everyone's like, well, this is Trent's team. This is Trent's team. So Fitz was the backup. Me and Fitz connected immediately, but it wasn't his team. You know, he's not going to step – at that time, he wasn't going to step on anybody's toes either. And so we had a great relationship. But, like, that – when – through 2010, especially when I was the full time, when I became the full time center, he was the full time starter quarterback through 2011. Those were some special times and, and we stayed in touch. But once he got older and, you know, kind of got his, he, when he finally let his personality out and realized, like, man, I can, me being kind of a goofball unites a team. That's when, that's when everybody in an organization started to love him. Then he started opening up with the media more. Mm -hmm. And that's when uh, he really took off on a national scale. And, you know, he does that Deshaun Jackson outfit change. And we talked about this on the first time he came on my podcast. So for some reason, people see me as a voice of reason. Like Richie would always kind of be this. Well, Fitz, before he goes to the press conference, he goes, should I do it? And I was like, yes, absolutely. And, uh, you know, 
there can be that could be misconstrued. Sure. I'm mm-hmm. making fun of a black teammate. I'm making yeah. fun of the urban culture. But I knew Fitz and I knew that it wouldn't be portrayed that way. So he's like, should I do it? I'm like, go just own it. And then it just blows up out of control. We always say what happens at the roast stays at the roast, but there is video evidence of what happened at the roast. I'm not going to point anybody in any direction, but if you want to see anything from Ryan Fitzpatrick, Eric, we got a couple minutes left with you because we want to promote a couple things you have going out for good causes. But before I do that on Fitz, just to put a, a wrap on him, you tell all these great stories. He's a great personality. The fans see that. What you know him way better than I do, but from what I know of him and meeting him through you a couple times as well. The other thing I'll say about him that people need to know, he is such a competitor. And I yes. think that to me, that is a big reason why his teammates loved him so much. Yes, the personality and getting to know people and building those relationships, but he would do anything to win a football game and he wore his emotions on his face and on his sleeve. No doubt about it. And a, a very capable thrower yeah, and pretty fast 18th most rushing yards for a quarterback in NFL history. Amazing. Yeah. And so a pretty talented player as well, extremely smart, so valuable to have in a room uh, throughout the week game planning. And then I think what made Fitz such an incredible leader was two things. One, he had no ego at all. And, and you can say, you know, Josh has no ego or, and, and Fitz even talked about on my podcast, a lot of characteristics of Josh. And he's like, I think you're the one who told me that Josh Allen is you, but with talent and size, <laughs> but I, I don't, I don't think I said it. I maybe did at some point, but he has no ego, which is, which is rare, you know, amongst anybody in the world, but he has no ego at all. And then he, he's a relationship guy yeah. and not just with the O-lineman. Yes. He'll build relationships with the O-lineman, but he will build relationships with every single person on the team. And that's where you see like a Devontae Parker who was falling out a little bit in Miami. Fitz comes in, gets him to play super hard. Preston Williams was down there at the same time. Mike Isecki, these guys start playing to a new level because Fitz builds their confidence. He builds a relationship with them. I mean, I've seen him in the huddle say, Stevie, this ball's coming to you. Just get open. Like that gives a receiver confidence you run your route a little bit different. You take a different approach when you know a quarterback has that kind of trust in you. you is he going to be good on TV? He will be. I, I'm hoping he continues to let his personality. Like, he will be a great analyst. Yeah. He has the potential to be a rock star analyst and personality. It just – I, I got to see what he's like on TV. Right. Don't hold back, right? Exactly. But he's he's – and they have to give him some leeway because his humor is his quick wittedness. So it can't be these defined segments. Hey, mm-hmm. make an opinion here. We're going to move on. Like if there's some give and take with Fitz, you're going to appreciate him. The more authentic that he is, and we know him to be that way, people are going to eat it up. People are going to love him. He's going to be great at it. He absolutely yep. will. And then Eric, we did want to ask you, so you've got a lot of stuff coming up. Tell us every tell everybody about the golf tournament and just kind of what else is going on. Yeah, I appreciate that. So on June 23rd, the BL golf tournament is going to go on at Terry Hills. And so we'll be playing in it. Sal's gonna MC. Matt's gonna be there. Matt's gonna be Matt's, Matt's gonna be, be with there. me. Yep, yep. Bunch, there's gonna be a bunch of people out there, which mm-hmm. is excellent because over the last couple of years I haven't been able to make it. But I'll say this about BL, a a Buffalo-based company, they have been so generous with, with what is now the Evan Wood Fund, and on honor of my little brother, was the Eric Wood Foundation. 
but they have been so generous to us, especially since COVID hit, where we weren't able to have events, which are our main generators. And, you know, last year we provide Christmas for every family in the hospital that needed special assistance. Well, that's a big blow if I got to come out of pocket for all that or if they don't get it. And so BNL has stepped up each and every year of the last few years. So I'm so excited uh, to go back and spend time with them that day. Honored that Sal is going to MC it because he'll do a much better job than I would have done. I am honored to be a part of it. I was asked by you and Andy Lashua of Children's Hospital to be the MC. And I said, hey, let's uh, let's bring some media people up and really promote this thing. So it's me, Matt, Josh Reed of Channel 4, and John Scott of Spectrum in a foursome coming up. We're going to be playing in that golf tournament to raise some money for the Evan Wood Fund. We're going we're to have so much fun. Dinner afterwards, the silent auction, those proceeds go to the Evan Wood Fund. It's going to be such a great time, Eric, and I'm really honored to, to be a part of this, and I've done some stuff with you and your charitable foundations. But you that's not the only thing you got going on. What else you got going on either this summer or beyond? Yeah, so, um, you know, in the summertime, I try and spend as much time as I can. I, I like to play golf. Don't get me yep. wrong. Now I'm into pickleball as well, but I do that early in the go. morning. Pickleball is incredible. Let's go. Uh, I love that. Fastest yeah. growing sport in America. But uh, so, I, you know, I, I have my hobbies as well. But this weekend we're going down to the lake with some friends and we're going to take a Florida trip this summer. I'm super excited about the Bills opener out in L.A. because a buddy of mine with State Farm had invited us to go to Disneyland that week through a State Farm deal. So we'll be out there with the whole family. We'll hit Disneyland. And um, I got some Buffalo trips. Jim Kelly's golf tournaments in early August. The schedule's getting just tighter and tighter, but a lot of fun stuff going on in the summertime. And it feels like each and every year, and especially coming out of COVID, uh, each and every year gets better than the last one. Well, pickleball, Matt. pickleball for everybody who doesn't know is legit. So okay. I'm actually in my dining room right now. And about 50 yards to my left is a park that has two pickleball courts. And we moved wow. into the house. I was like, okay, I've heard of pickleball, but I don't really know anything about it. And then when COVID hit, everybody was still social distancing. Nobody really knew what they could and couldn't do. So I'd have seven buddies come over every weekend at like 8 a.m. And we would just play round robin pickleball tournaments nonstop. And it is very, it's very fun. It's a nice time. And everyone's like, well, it's an old person sport. I've seen it in like retirement villages. (laughs) Yes. But like our winner group is a pro base, current pro baseball player, me, two former college tennis players, some pretty good athletes. I'm burning more calories in, uh, according to my Apple watch in 90 minutes than I am at an hour long high intensity interval training class at the gym. And so I'd rather go out and compete on a pickleball court. So everybody who doesn't know the area right in front of the net is called the kitchen and based off of Eric's size, and I'm sure his skill set, he must be an absolute <laughs> unit at the kitchen. So I, I'm pretty good in the kitchen, but I, I feel like I've gotten a, like everyone assumes I'm big. I can smash a golf ball and, and I do have great reach on a pickleball court around yeah. the kitchen, but in my game, I do have some power aspects to the game, but I've just got the ball slammed back on me so many times trying to play that power game that I've learned to cut the ball and to play the finesse shot and all that. But the kitchen is generally my strength. And Sal, you are, so, Go ahead. Sal, it's all about the dinking, man. It's I remember pickleball playing a little bit in high school, actually, a long time ago before it ever got really big. And Eric, you are on the radio broadcast again this year. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's going to be awesome being with you again. And, you know, it's just awesome that I get to say I do games with Eric Wood, you know, but I'm really looking forward to that again this year. Well, the feelings are mutual. And I always had so much respect for you and Murph. And the fact that I get to call games with you guys is is so much fun. I did the ESPN and Fox deal alongside of it. And now 
I've, I've decided that the Bills gig, although it is a job, it's fun, it's fulfilling. I enjoy not rushing in for the games last second from a college broadcast and just kind of getting engulfed myself in the, in the Bills broadcast each and every week. So looking forward to it again. The Bills being awesome also helps. I yes, always feel like of course. You know, the Bills being so good definitely helps the broadcast. I feel so sorry for uh, Kelso and Murph and, and you over the years trying to call our games when when I mean I didn't have a week a meaningless week 17 game or a meaningful week 17 game till my final year. I mean it's amazing, that's, right? I know. But now now you now you get that chance. And by the way, Yana and Max are also going to LA. They're coming out early. We're all going to be there. So we'll definitely need to hook up. We could talk about that a little bit later. Tell Leslie, we're sorry for keeping you so late today, but you're always so generous with your time. The um, golf tournament is on June 23rd up at Terry Hills. People can check that out. If they want more information, it's the BNL, uh, it's the BNL golf tournament, children's Oshai children's hospital, the Evan Wood foundation. Eric, always a pleasure, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, my, yeah, my pleasure. And, and I truly appreciate you guys thinking of me to be the first guest on the pod. And there he is, the first guest on the pod. Eric, we're going to let you go, and we're going to wrap things up here on It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. Okay, thanks, guys. Okay. Thank you, Eric.